Hi and welcome back to SGTV. We have got Karen Boom once again joining us. Uh, so Karen, I want to pick your brains today on advice basically for setting up your own business and finding a good work-life balance. I know that can be a tricky one. So what sort of advice can you give to our viewers on that? Um, well, <clears throat> it's interesting because uh, obviously we live now in this 24-7 society. People do everything every day. There doesn't seem to be a, a switch off. Uh, so people are sitting there on a Sunday thinking about what they need to achieve the week ahead and they go, oh yeah, well, nah, that light's not working outside so I need to get somebody in to look at that. Next minute they're on the internet, next minute they've found somebody, next minute the text comes in at four o'clock on a Sunday afternoon, please can you come and give me a quote to fix my outside light. So advice I would give to people is set some boundaries around your own time um, and try not to respond to everything instantly because you're setting yourself up to fail. So you when you, you're going to set up business on your own it can be quite daunting because you are going to have to be all the faces of that business so you are the salesperson, you're the purchasing department, you're the marketing team, you know you're HR, you're just everything as well as going out and doing all the work. Um, so I would say make sure that you allow enough time to do stuff. Make sure that you communicate with people, like if you're going to be late, let them know. Try and, uh, and understand that you can't pour from an empty vessel. So you do need to, every now and again, have some downtime and try and switch off as best you can. It's difficult when you work for yourself because sometimes an emergency might come in and it's something that you have to respond to. But you can only do what you can do, you know, you're only human. I do quite often like to think that I'm Wonder Woman, but it's sometimes to my own detriment. Um, and this is where networking within your local community can be a good thing. Get chatting to other sparkies. I work with a couple of other people who, if I really can't get to somebody or do something, I know that I can pick up the phone and they will help me if they can. Also, when I come across technical difficulties, if there's something I don't understand or need more information about, it's really handy just to be able to pick up the phone and say, oh, this isn't working, I can't work out why. Um, so yeah, I, I find local wholesalers can be a really good source of knowledge, whether it be other people in your industry that are local. They tend to have a handle on who's good and who's not. Um, so yeah, it, it, it can be hard, but you do need to set yourself some boundaries, otherwise you will get burnout. Yeah. Do you find you have to set yourself a day, I don't know, a day a week or a day a month for paperwork and that sort of thing? Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> um, I, only, I try to only diary for three days of the week, knowing that I'm probably going to fill at least another day um, and knowing that I am going to have to you know, go out and look at quotes, uh, go out and look at products, uh, go to the wholesalers and pick stuff up. Yeah, and just also um, go to trade shows. Keep on top of things. Keep, just keep on top of things, really. Keep in touch with industry. Yeah. So, What do you do with regards to quotes? Um, I mean, you just mentioned, do you have like a, a set day you'll try and get all your quotes in? 
because uh, I know some people are happy to, because most uh, customers, for example, they're probably working nine till five. So that might mean you're going to their house after five. And I know some tradesmen that won't do that, some that will do it. Uh, so how does it work for you? Right, I won't go quoting in the evening because usually I'm on site or at the first job for anywhere between half seven and eight o'clock in the morning. So that means that I've set my alarm for anywhere between half five and six. That's quite early. I've been out, my brain is fried. I've been talking to people all day long. And when I get in and shut that door and chuck myself in the shower because I'm covered in dirt and ceiling rubbish and grime, the last thing I want to do is get dressed again and go out of the door. You know, I've got stuff to do in the house. Um, and I've probably got a list of people to, that have phoned during the day that I need to get back to. And also I need to organize myself for tomorrow. So I tend to say to people who work and then they, you know, they're out between nine and five. I can be anywhere with anybody at half seven in the morning. So you get a lot of quotes in the morning. I do quoting in the morning because usually people can either, you know, be a little bit late or work from home in the morning or something like that. And 99.9% .9 of the time, that's fine. It works. Because, yeah, what people have to understand is if you go and quote and then you get the job, they're either going to have to be in for you to do the job or they're going to have to give you a key or, you know, whatever. So, um, yeah. And the other thing I do say to people is, because <laughs> it does catch them out quite a lot, you know, if you want me to come and do the work and you are going to work from home, please be aware that you won't have any power. So you won't have any internet, uh, which a lot of people don't realise. Yeah. If they don't have any power, they won't have that's any internet. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that's, that's where I'm at with quoting. Um, also, I don't, I don't do massively detailed quotes. And the reason for that is, A, I don't like breaking things down between materials and labour because really nobody's business what I earn. Um, B, there's absolutely no point in spending an hour doing a massively detailed quote if you're not even in the same ballpark. So quite often what I do is I ping people a quick email and say, it was really nice to meet you. Thanks very much for showing me around um, so I could get a better understanding of your requirements. Um, I need to do some further product research with regard to ABC. However, at this point, I estimate your job will be in the region of, and I just give them a ballpark figure. That takes me two minutes to send that email. And if they come back with, yes, that all sounds perfectly fine. Thanks very much for that. I know that I'm a good way yeah. to win in the work. I do, I have I sometimes got people who come back to me and go, oh, that sounds rather a lot. You then know, that gives me the opportunity, the yeah, gives me the opportunity to think, A, do I really want that job? B, are they my ideal customer? C, do they think it sounds rather a lot because they don't really understand what's involved? So then I can go back and say, well, you are going to need X, Y, and Z, 10 of, and this is you know, how much this kind of stuff costs. Or I can just say, oh, well, I'm, you know, sorry, hope you, good luck with getting your job done. That saves me a lot of time. Yeah. It's something that I learned. Learned to say no. Yeah, because sometimes the customers that start off like that tend to be ag. Then you go and do the job and then wish you hadn't have. Um, so, yeah, it just, it's just a bit of a no-brainer for me. Yeah. 
What do you um, do in terms of sort of like the, the admin side of things with regards to, you know, your own uh, income, uh, you know, maybe holidays and pension, that kind of things? Because obviously being self-employed, you don't get sick pay, you don't get any of these mm. benefits from as you would for, from working for an employer. No. So I know some people that are very, very controlling over it and they're, they know exactly what they're putting into some kind of pension fund each month. They might even have a separate bank account for their tax. They're putting 20% away each week or each month or whatever. I mean, how do you, is there a, a particular method you stick with? I've got an accountant. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other option. Yeah, yeah. well, um, I am a limited company, so I have to produce a set of accounts every year that goes to company's house. Um, and there's just no way that I'd have time in my life to sit down and do an account. Um, so the accountant for me, you know, is a total no-brainer because they do my business accounts and also my self-assessment. So I just that's just a massive relief. It's something that I don't have to worry about. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, definitely, you know, again, it's got to be costed for, you know. But like I say to people, when you're, it's something that's been banded around quite a lot recently about um, wages and day rate. You know, your day rate is not just your day. It's everything that allows you to go to work on that day. So that is, you know, insurance. It's transportation. Insurance of the transportation, diesel, accountancy fees, uh, website hosting, telephone, admin, All that sort, doesn't it? marketing, branding, uniform, and on and on and on and on and on. And so when people say, oh, you know, people say, like I say to people, they say, oh, my, my light's not working, can you come and have a look? Yes, there's a call out. What's your call out? £120, right, okay. And, that will, and I say to people, and that will include up to the first hour. So if it can be resolved in, in the hour, then um, all well and good. And you go, and 15 minutes later, the, the fault's resolved. And then people say, oh, so do I only have to pay 15% of like the call out? <clears throat> well, no, because you're paying for the fact that I was available to come and be prepared to be there for an hour. You know, you don't go to Tesco's and buy a bunch of bananas. Bananas cost a pound. But in reality, the bananas probably cost 5p. The other 95p is comprised of the fact that Tesco's was open for you to go and buy the bananas from. And, you know, the building was insured and it had a fire inspection and the staff were there to open the building and it's heated and it's lighted and... You know, there's so many overheads that go into running a business. Um, I had another another guy the other week, um, a lady wanted a light put up, and um, he said, okay, yeah, that'll be £100. That's, that's my call out, and that will, you know, if it takes up to an hour, that's what it will be. Again, it took him 10 minutes because it was fairly straightforward. And she said, oh, so how much is that then? He said, it's £100. She said, well, you've only been here 10 minutes. I've got some other odd jobs that need doing if you could just like to do them. And he was like, mm. well, no, because I'm an electrician. You know, she wanted, she got like a leaky tap and a shelf she wanted put yeah. up. And it, pricing is a real hard one. Um, and again, you, there are so many things to take into consideration of running that business. Was that something that took a while to get a grasp of from definitely. initially setting up your own business? Yeah, definitely. Because I imagine you think, right, I'm qualified now, I've got some experience, I'm going to go at it 
on my own. Um, I'm going to charge this amount. And maybe if, at that point, you're probably underselling because you're not taking into all mm. these things into consideration. And I suppose it can sting you in the end, can't it? Yeah, massively, because you've got to keep on top of um, on top of your qualifications. I mean, the the you know electrics went from the 17th edition to the 18th. Well, that was another another book, another exam. Um, and then there's changes in technology like car charging. That's another course. Uh, you know. My truck got broken into just over a year ago. I had all my tools stolen. You know, I don't think I've met anyone in the trade who has not been broken into. Yeah. So that's got to be, that. there's a certain percentage of that cost that has to be recuperated on every job that you do going forwards because where else is it going to come from, you know? Yeah. Were there any, were there any things that um, took you by surprise that you weren't prepared for, that you just didn't see coming? Um, I think time, it's really funny because um, tradespeople get a bit of a bad a bad rap, you know, they, they people say, oh yeah, I waited in all day for the electrician, he didn't come, or this is the third plumber that I've had and nobody's given me a quote. Um, and there's a number of things at play that I've come to realise. One is, if you go to a customer's house and they say, oh yeah, we fell out with the brick in, we fell out with the chip in, we fell out with the spark and we fell out with the plumber. There's a common denominator there. It's not the tradespeople, it's the customer. The other thing is that sometimes we have all these great intentions, like I get up in the morning, I think, right, I'm going to do four jobs today, and that should be realistic, and it? yeah, it's going to be good. And uh, the first job was um, changing a tocket faceplate. And in my brain, I think maximum 15 minutes, you know, get in, get parked, get the tools out. Old faceplate off, new faceplate on, get paid, go. But you get there and then you can't park, so you have to wait for people to shuffle themselves around. Then you get in and there's in the way of all the socket and everything and you can't actually get near it, so you've got to move it all. Then you take the old socket off and the cable completely disintegrates because it's so old and uh, then it's a really shallow back box and they've gone out and bought screwless flat plates so it's never going to fit. Um, then you go to try and screw it in and the lug falls out of the back box so now you're thinking oh dear you know <laughs> yeah. you're an hour later and you're already behind where you thought you were going to be then you try and explain all this to the customer and you have to come up with a resolution which inevitably is going to cost more money which they're not happy about so then you've got to chat through all that so two and a half hours later, you're out of the first job, which you thought was going to take you 15 minutes, which you'd realistically allowed an hour for, and now you're on the back foot. And you really don't want to let everybody, anybody down because you're conscientious and you feel passionate about what you're doing. It's your name as well, isn't it? It's you your get business. to the second job and exactly the same thing happens for different reasons in a different scenario. So now you're really on the back foot and now you've really only got time to fit one more job and you've got to let somebody down whether that was somebody you were going to go and do a quote for, whether it's somebody that you were going to do a job for, how long have they been waiting? Have you bumped them once already? You know, we never intentionally go out in the morning thinking, who can I upset today and who am I going to annoy? But it does happen. Yeah. And then meantime, the phone's still been ringing and you haven't answered any of your calls. You've let them all go to voicemail. So when you do eventually get home, you've got six messages to listen to. One of them was actually quite important. You might feel the need to go straight back out again because it's a little old lady that you 
you know, can't leave until tomorrow because she's got no lights. Um, yeah, and it's a constant, constant juggling act of time versus important people and not letting people down. And yeah, I that's something that I never really realised. So when people say, oh, uh, you know, trade people never turn up when they say they're going to do, yeah. don't really care. That's not always the case and it's not always true. Yeah. Uh, it's just that we can't be in two places at once. So what are the best things for you? Obviously, I mean, everyone everyone out there who's doing it, they're, they're aware there are difficulties like you've just highlighted. But what are the best things that make it worth worthwhile? Um, the best things that make it worthwhile are making things work when they didn't before. You know, people are usually really grateful, especially if they've had no lights or no heat or, you know, something's really been upsetting them or annoying them. Um, it's really nice. Uh, I mean, I recently did uh, a project for uh, a young lady who's wheelchair bound and she's got cerebral palsy um, and she's had all the downstairs of her house completely remodeled to make everything more accessible for her. And um, one of the remits that she gave me was, I want, I want the lighting in the kitchen to be wow. You know, I want, because she's controlling all uh, via Alexa. Um, you know, I want, it, I want it to be wow. Seeing her face when all this RGB LED tape got brought to life was so amazing, you know. And it's them days and them experiences that you've got to hang on to that make it worthwhile. You know, when people take the time to text you or email you and say thanks, um, that's good. And also looking at your bank balance at the end of the month and thinking that was good, that was good, that was a good yeah. month. <clears throat> I mean, you've highlighted quite selfless reasons, really. But I mean, for you, for, for um, I know seeing the satisfaction of someone being happy with the job, it's good for you. But in terms of your your quality of life, so to speak, your job satisfaction, um, you know, is it is it is it worth it? Is it something you are happy with? Yes, I am happy. Um, I. You know, it's only been in recent, in the last, I don't know, 12 to 18 months, I would say, that I've felt confident enough in my own abilities and my own understanding of this industry to stick my head above the parapet and go, this is me and this is who I am. And there's a number of reasons for that. One is because I feel massively passionately about the fact that youngsters are not being encouraged to pursue trades as, a, as an option. Two is, I feel passionately about the fact that there is a perception that girls can't do it, for whatever reason that might be. Um, and I do believe that you can't be what you can't see. So in the same way that you don't know what you don't know till you know. Um, you know, it, what is lovely is that in between the keyboard warriors, people do take time out to say, you're an inspiration. I'm really glad that you said this, or I'm really glad that you appeared there, you know, or that you made a point of highlighting this area. Um, and whilst people do do that, I will continue to have a rant about stuff because I think it's important to get stuff out there to increase people's awareness and understanding of the industry, of the challenges that we face and kind of normalise it a bit. You know, there's this little, you know, some people call, you know, 
sparky stuff, electricery, because it's like, you know, you wave a magic wand and make it work. Well, yes, sometimes there is an element of that. You know, something's not working, you give it a kick and it does. But, um, you know, yeah, I do. I've got a really good sense of job satisfaction. Um, I think there's something quite nice about being able to do things that other people can't. Yeah. Fix things that other people don't understand. Um, yeah, and I just hope that some of the stuff that I do will inspire others, not just girls, but anybody who wants to get into the industry to yeah. give well, it a go. You seem to be uh, picking up some pace on social media, so I'd imagine that you definitely are making an impression. Well, that's good. Um, we have to remember that social media is, you know, is a small percentage of the population, um, but it has its place and it's really highlighted to me how uh, you know a lot of tradespeople are using social media to combat loneliness, isolation. Absolutely, that's something we've spoken quite a bit mm. about, um, especially people out there um, on site working alone, yep. they haven't got a workmate or an apprentice or anyone like that. It's almost like a sense of community. Um, so yeah, if it's, if it's doing good, then bring it on, keep, keep it going. In some of it is, some of it is banter and, you know, some of it is you're having a good old laugh, but some of it is quite important and some of it is educational, you know, sometimes, you know, I'll post a picture of something and, and someone will contact me and go, what actually was that? And, oh, I didn't know about that. Or, you know, how did you make that work? Or, you know, and it's also good for recommending products. It's good for finding out about new products um, and it's good to see how other people do things because you've been taught a certain way and didn't know that that was also a possibility and might save you time, might save you money. Yeah, so you can never stop learning whether that's coming from courses no. or even Absolutely. social media from yeah. other people. Then it's... Uh, every day is a school day in this job because everything changes so quickly. Yeah, and that's what we want to do here. Um, so I'm hoping people like Karen, you know, your advice for people setting up their own businesses or getting into the industry is what, you know, it's going to be helping you guys out there. Um, and if you want to see more from myself and Karen, then please do uh, like and subscribe us here at SGTV where there's more videos, more subjects and more ranting. And uh, so that's it for today. And um, we'll see you again next time.